You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Department of Justice and Constitutional Development, in partnership with the Law Society of South Africa and other participating stakeholders, officially opened the National Wills Week campaign at Toyondo in Limpopo. The Wills Week initiative affords members of the public an opportunity to learn about the significance of wills and how to draw them up or draft them. The Master of the High Court offices in all the provinces. Legal practitioners and private practice attorneys will set up service desks where the public will be assisted to draft wills at no cost. For more on this, we're joined on the line by Patrice Finter, the Deputy Master in the Office of the Chief Master. Very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, it's ma'am. I thought <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Ms. Fenter, let's start off with what is a will and what is the significance of it? Okay, will is basically um, your wish as to what should happen to your assets after you pass away. Um, but not only your assets... Also, if you have minor children, who should look after them um, and things like that? What should happen to the assets that you give to a minor child um, and so on? You, you, you are even able to decide what should happen with your assets after the heirs that you chose pass away, what we call a fideicomissum or a, a, a usufruct or so on. So basically, in short... I'm always saying, you know, you work so hard during your lifetime to to um, get assets and and have, have prosperity in your life and so on, and then you pass away, and then you leave it up to up to the Interstate Succession Act, which is which is fine. Um, I mean, if if you don't mind, it's it's your direct family that will inherit and so on, but. You rather have to have a role because you have to decide, for instance, when you're married in community of property, mm-hmm. you and your wife together build your assets. But if you do not have a role and you pass away, first of all, um, let's say the husband passes away, the wife gets half of it due to marriage in community of property. But the other half... Then she only gets two hundred and fifty thousand, or a child share. A child share is divided by the number of children the deceased had. So mm. it's not necessarily the kids that he had with his wife, but all the children he had. Mm-hmm. You you take them, say there's five kids and a spouse. So you divide the other half by six, mm-hmm. and if a sixth um, is more than two hundred and fifty thousand. That spouse will get that six. If it's less, she will get 250, and what's left will be divided amongst those five children. So it might end up that you actually wanted your spouse to inherit everything, but she's not. Yeah. It's divided amongst you know others as well. Yeah. Um, so, so, for instance, so, yeah. So, so let's just go back to what does a will have to be? Does it have to be in a particular format? And yes. and 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 if it is, uh, how does one fill it in and make sure that uh, you do you write it or do you type it out? And and what is the, the the sort of format that you go with? Yes, a will 
at, at this stage needs to be reduced to paper. Um, it doesn't need to be in a handwriting. It can be typed as well. Um, but the, the formalities of it is it needs to be signed at the bottom on each page by the testator or testatrix. And then the last page needs to be signed by two competent um, um, witnesses as well. But all of these people need to be um, together when they sign it. So they need to be in each other's presence. So you can't sign it and then give it to someone and say, okay, get two witnesses to go sign it, basically. Um, if you're not able to sign, you can make a mark, but then the Commissioner of Oath needs to be um, present as well, who then confirms that it was you that signed it. So it's not a, a difficult document. That, in short, is the, the um, validity uh, um, things that you look at for a while. But um, it's, not a, it's not a difficult document to do, but it can be an intricate document to do because the things in there, for instance, you can create a trust. Um, and you must be very careful what you put in there. You can buy a will at, at um, some places, uh, and I don't want to name them now. <laughs> so you, you can buy a, a will and then just complete it, but that I would not advise. I've seen some and of the stationary, can, places with stationary places where you can actually buy yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, stationary places. But you, uh, uh, attorney can draft it for you or um, your bank your insurance company, um, trust companies, anyone can do that. Currently, with the World Week of the Masses, we, we partnered with attorneys as well. So if you visit any of our offices currently, you will find those little stalls there, and there will be attorneys assisting pro bono you with drafting of a will. What's important is to remember, though, when you go to someone to draft your will, part of what you indicate in your will is it will be your executor. Now, the executor is basically the person that steps into your shoes when you pass away, that mm. administers your estate. Um, and sometimes people are told that whoever is drafting the will for them must be the executor, which mm. is not the truth. Mm. That's exactly what a will is. It's your choice. You decide what must happen. So you don't need to have the person that drafting your will be your executor. You can choose who you want to be, a family member that you trust maybe, uh, or a family member even that, that is, uh, or a friend that is an attorney or so on, because then sometimes you can bargain on the fee, because there is a fee. Um, the Act prescribes 3.5% of the value of the assets, um, that's before the deduction of liability that the executor is entitled to. But it doesn't mean he has to take that. That's just the maximum he can take. So if you then have your executor and you, you talk to that person obviously beforehand, you can even put a different fee in your, in your will mm -hmm. if you agree with the executor upon that. And then the important part is you need to have the originally signed document. When you pass away, the originally signed document needs to be lodged with the master. We cannot work on a copy. So what I always advise is have sign two of them originally. Give one to your executor to keep, put the other one in your documents at home and tell your family or your heirs that it's there so that should something happen to one of them, the other, there is still another originally signed 
document um, available mm-hmm. so to lodge with the master. In the world of computers, so you can't have an electronic sig- signed uh, will uh, that that is valid? Not at this stage, no. So it must be originally signed? No, it can't be a video or anything like that. It needs to be reduced to paper in no, writing. No, but what, what like trying, I say, it doesn't need to yes. be physically written. So what I'm saying is uh, the electronic signature that you get on the computer that you can put on your document, is that valid no. or not? Not at this stage, no. Okay. All right. How will so take us through some of the initiatives for Wills Week and we understand that you you, you indicated that the high court offices in all the provinces will have this. You'll have legal practitioners, private practice attorneys that will set up service desks to assist the public with wills. What do they need or what do I need if I go to this particular uh, centers and, and or uh, these service desks uh, to draw up my will? You need only yourself and your wishes. Uh-huh. Basically, because you don't need like an ID book or anything like that. Um, that all those things are lodged when you actually pass away. So if they assist you, they will ask you obviously your full name, the, the, those things, and then you must decide what you want to do. Who who do you want to be your heir? Um, what do you want your assets? Um, who do you want it to go to? What must happen with it? An important thing is also if you are. Um, a single parent um, of minor children and the, the biological, the other biological guardian of your children may be passed away, so you, you're the single guardian. It's important that you also in your will decide who should take off to your kids, uh, who should look after your kids, sorry. Um, you cannot, if there is another biological guardian, or a legal guardian, you you cannot appoint someone else to be the guardian over the person of your children, but you can appoint anyone to be the tutor of the assets that you give to them, that that you leave them. So, for instance, if um, you have children now and you are um, separated from the person, from their father, you haven't seen him in years, he's not involved, unfortunately... Um, he's still their natural guardian, but you can appoint your brother, for instance, or someone else to look after the assets that you give to them, and that you determine in your will. So normally you should discuss this previously with whoever you appoint, obviously, um, so that it doesn't come as a surprise when you pass away. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't even need to indicate your assets unless you want to um, have a... A legacy in the sense of you want to, for instance, say my car must go to my daughter or whatever. Otherwise, you can just deal with your assets. You don't need to name each asset separately in your world. Um, you can just say, I want to divide it in equal shares between my children or whatever your, your wish is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying you don't need to take anything with you. You, as a person, go there and your wishes is put on paper. I thank you so much, Patrice Fenter, the Deputy Master in the Office of the Chief Master. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.